tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm, man. Welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Yes. Thank you for joining me. As always, joining me as always, the one, the only, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? And on the ones and twos, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? <laughs> All right. Someone's <laughs> feeling good about themselves. Someone's feeling What's up, good. Buddy? Johnny. Big, big one today. This is a good show. We, we did what? I feel solid like we've 90 been, minutes. We've been on fire lately. We've been on yeah, fire lately. Yeah, some of the I hope ones. you guys are enjoying it because I know I'm enjoying it. Guys, a lot of great things going on. Thank you, everybody who voted for my friend Sean Byrne. The voting is still open. Go check out uh, any. Uh, you can go to my Twitter. Uh, I have it in there. Or you can go check the bio uh, or the description of the episode below. There's a link if you can vote for my friend. DIY Heroes, is that it? DIY Hero, Sean Byrne. Okay. Uh, com slash Sean Byrne, I think, is DIY. the link. If you guys could vote, that would mean a lot to me. Uh, helping out my buddy, that would be great. He is my childhood friend. He's got some medical bills, and I would really hope uh, you guys could help me out by voting. He's in second place. I'd love him to get first so he could win that thing. Uh, if you want to see me live, I've just added a ton of dates to my calendar. Uh, I'm going to be in Bisbee, Arizona on March 25th. Tucson, Arizona, March 26th. Then Corporate Christie on the 9th. And we're looking to add El Paso on the 8th. So it'll be El Paso, Texas, April 8th. Uh, and then Corpus Christi is in the books on April 9th. That's a Tim Fall hat with Sam Tripoli, Eddie Bravo, Xavier Guerrero, and I believe our friend Reed Becker will be there. Then April 22nd, Fredericks, Virginia, followed by April 23rd is Baltimore, Maryland. Two shows there. 28th, and this is where we got three right in a row. April 28th, I'm in Palmdale, okay, at Transplants, Brewing Company. Then I got uh, Aurora, Illinois on the 29th. Those are the 29th. That is a tinfoil hat with Eddie Bravo and Xavier Guerrero. And then Eddie and I, and I think Xavier is going to come. We're doing Float Fest on the 30th in Texas. So just go to samtribly.com. Dates are filling up. I'm doing Michigan. I'm doing Ohio. That's all coming out. Florida's coming. We're putting them there. Bangers. Nothing but bangers. I'm, we're going to go to North Carolina. Maybe I'll bring Johnny. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll bring them. May, May 11th, I'm at uh, Laguna Niguel. But we're putting those dates together, guys. Trying to be young. Christian warriors. We come to fire. We fight for love. New t-shirt alert. New t-shirt alert. Boop, boop. New t-shirt alert. We got two new ones. Mass formation psych psychosis. And the one I really love 
The Great Reset. Look at that bad boy. Oh, that's cool. That Look at that cool. one. Click yeah. it. Click it. If you see all the cool stuff it says, you will own nothing. You will be happy. You will own nothing. You will be happy. You will own nothing. You will be happy. Now, is this a shirt for people who are in favor of the Great Reset? No, like this if, is uh, against the Great Reset. Okay. Because okay. it seems to like just say all the shit that, yeah, that Schwab says. Yeah, that's the point. That's the point. Okay. Johnny, that's the point. So okay. I think we could sell this to both people, though. Like, people yeah, I mean, if you're like, dude, I totally would love for the lizard people to run everything. This is sure for this you, is, yeah. okay? <laughs> this is sure for you. So just go to tinfoilhattshirts.com, and then Mass Psychosis is great with the f uh, head televisions and all that stuff. It's a great shirt. Oh yeah, I see. Okay, great way to support the show. Let's go to tinfoilhattshirts.com, or you go to samtriply.com. Click the click the uh, banner. Takes you right there. Uh, Conspiracy Social Club. Tickets, uh, T-shirts right there. Our telegram is fucking fire, bro. Fire. 2,000 strong. Way over that. Way over that. We're at two. I think we're at 2,500 now. Woo. Our goal is, in fact, 10,000 subscribers. I just love that everyone now uses it, that a fucking advertiser podcast. I'm a nice guy. I'll let it go. Okay. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. I'll let it go. But go check it out. All the best info. I can't. I, I like, dude, I got to get off Twitter myself. I'm starting to drop too many truth bombs. I know I'm going to get kicked off. I'm at 10,000 followers after I had like 70,000. I got to stop. Who's I, got your who's handling your IG? Because you're scary there. Uh, I took I, I I will put no politics on IG right now. You got it. You know, I was going to say this to you, though. I think you should start putting some shit about your life on there or something, because all it is now is just like promos from yeah, shows. Yeah. I'm working on it. I'm trying. I'm busy. Just to build it, though. You yeah, know I know. I'm working I'm like, on we, all, we all know people were there for your meme action. I know. You had hard meme action. But if you exactly. want the meme exactly. action, bro, you got to go to the Telegram. Just go to samtriplee.com. Click the link. Tim Fall Hats, only conspiracies telegram, and you'll get the boom bomb. Somebody's got to do an Instagram that's just the thumbnails from those yoga videos. You know, that would. Yeah, for the thoughts. <laughs> hey, if you like free entertainment, you can get some free entertainment. You just got to go to samtriplee.com again, and I have all the links to all my banners. Free, free audio for you. Tim Fall Hat. Broken Sim just dropped. It sure did. It was a good one. Cash Daddies is uh, fun, weird, fun. Punch drunk. Then you have old episodes of Zero. And guess what? Conspiracy Social Club in the top 200 Ooh. on Tim Paul on Comedy Podcast, on Apple Podcast. And then the Union of the Unwanted just dropped I, I as well. I heard Cash Daddies is very progressive. You guys have a tranny on there now? Yeah, we have a trans there now. So go click that. It's. That show is fun and weird, and I'm just letting it go. <laughs> if you want to make some money, make some money. Uh, we're going to start a Patreon on there with Howie, Johnny, and Chris Neff. Just putting out constant con uh, for... It's going to be like, make money, dude. You're going to make money. If you like making money, go to cashdaddies.com. We had a great talk about uh, gold over there. So go check that. Anything else, guys? We're rocking. No, that's it. Check it out. If you want to see the video, it's up now for the Broken Sam on Rockfin, and it will be on YouTube in a couple of days. We have uh, we had a great episode today. We're talking dataism, okay? We're talking dataism, and we're talking with Ben Joseph Stewart. Enjoy the show. Go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. 
right, guys, let's get into it. Uh, I'm very excited to have this gentleman on because he's going to talk about some stuff that is real. I'm really into, which is, you know, the elites. And then I'm into basically, you know, hidden history, dude. Like that, I, I, people always ask, what, like, what's your favorite topic? By far, hidden history. I, I, I love it. Uh, because it's just it really pulls the veil back on um, what is going on. And so today, uh, we are we're we're blessed to have a gentleman on. Uh, please welcome to the show, Ben Joseph Stewart. How are you, Ben? Doing really well, man. Just got to Austin last night. Be here for a couple days doing some filming, and um, super honored to be on this show, man. I've been following you a while, Ben. I appreciate it. Ben. Usually we do a little prep, and I go, "How do you want me to introduce you?" And I didn't do that, so I owe you an apology on that. But I'm very excited to have you on. And uh, so for our listeners who may not be familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? For sure. Well, my website is benjosephstewart.com. And if you go to YouTube and you type in Ben Stewart, you'll get uh, that I have news um, every Monday of podcasts every Thursday. Um, But a little about myself, um, really at at the deepest, I, I always say I'm a filmmaker trapped in a or a musician trapped in a filmmaker's body. Cause I was always going for um, music and one day on mushrooms, I watched zeitgeist and uh, realized like, Holy shit, this is, this is a brand new world of inquiry. And, um, and then on top of that, I was like, this is cool. The way he did it as an artist, he made it free online. He didn't put his name on it. There were no credits at the end. It was just one website. Um, and that was what really tipped me from, you know, uh, my band was playing on Lollapalooza. Um, we were constantly touring for about 10 years and eventually I just left that to pursue the film career that was taken over, which I never thought would ever become a career. It's, um, pretty much started in conspiracy documentaries. I made esoteric agenda in 2008, Chimatica in 2009, and then ungrip, which was all about the legal system and how we interface with it in 2011. And then people just started asking me to come to different countries and talk a lot. So that just kind of sideswiped me out of the music industry. And only recently have I been um, doing more to include music in how I talk about the, the stupid shit that's going on in the world. We are definitely living in a stupid shit world for sure. I 100% believe in that. You know, it's so funny. I talk about this all the time, but I get called a cult leader all the time, right? They're like, oh, dude, you're like, you're a cult leader. You I'm like, I, I, I'm, I would be the worst cult leader because I want no one to follow me. I want, like, I want people to, you know, come to my live shows, check out my stamp comedy, you know, support our sponsors, you know, support the, uh, the you know the the uh premium content we do but at the end of the day i don't want anyone following me i don't want anybody hanging on every word i do i want people to be their own boss i want people to take control of their lives be their own hero in their own story that's what i really want but people always i go i'm not cult leader what i am dude and what i think this show is and what i work very hard to do i just want to be a lighthouse in a sea of shit do you understand what i'm saying <laughs> like i just want people to go okay i can trust that right there to for the, i'm going to question everything but at least i know his intentions 
are well. I, I mean well. So, like, that's what I'm all about. So when you talk about we're in a, this shit fucking war, 100%. And that's what this show's about. Is like really I'm gonna make a shirt out of I'm a lighthouse in a sea of shit, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, dude. I'm in, but I look at you, you're a good looking guy. You are obviously on the road crushing it, pay, playing in a band, crushing it. And now for you to like kind of take a step back and be like, I wanna do something more. I wanna I wanna impact people. It's like that to me is what's all about. You know, I have so many friends of mine in comedy that I love with all my heart, man. I love them so much. And I know that our 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 battle isn't the battle they want to fight. I, I believe in it is their best interest to engage in with us, help us, stand with us, push back. But not everybody's gonna go on that journey, dude. But you know, it's like I just watched some of them just doing what I call this morning zoo entertainment of pop comedy when the world is so chaotic right now. Now I know we can get into the, to the psyops of it all. What's real, what's not real, but there is, let's just say mental warfare going on and that people are just like the band on the Titanic, just like, like the Chuck E. Cheese band, just playing while Chuck E. Cheese is on fire. And you're like, what are we, what are you doing, man? What point do you go? Hey man, we got to get real serious right now. And the reason I bring that up is because obviously you walked away from some, like what most people who started BAM dream of playing these giant festivals to kind of do some what, what you believe in based on our little talking right now, what I believe is like some spiritual, serious spiritual work. What tell us about your thought process and why you did all that. Yeah, dude, that's a good point. And I love the, uh, I love the Chuck E. Cheese band on the Titanic. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely feel like if you've seen that movie, don't look up. Uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. their vision of what the future is going to look like is that we're just going to keep talking about nonsense until the moment the blast hits us. And I think that's only looking at like a very small percentage of the population. So I do have a, you know, what you would call a spiritual side. And in the most technical sense, spirituality is just what connects all things. It's the connective tissue of it all. For me, I look at myself like less as a, a documentarian that's trying to prove something and more inspire because I think humans are just more hardwired for narrative than we are for fact. And there's many ways that that. I can, um, that I can dive into that. But the bottom line is, is I'm all about art. I think that what we really need more of are the people like yourself. And I've, I've heard that term cult leader get thrown onto so many people that it's a phenomena that I feel like the, the top, is is a cult for sure but they don't call themselves a cult they have a different name for themselves it's like the mid-level the mid-economic level that are that are you know coming up in the world those are the cult leaders why because you have to like keep some kind of narrative cap on what they can be and what they're allowed to be so the rest of the plebs out there you know only see you as that one thing because most of us are just hardwired for whatever narrative comes at us first and we don't look for you know alternative views So I would say like, for me, my thought process behind making all these films and in my news show, I am constantly talking about Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. But I would say the the way that I'm going about it, and I I love you and JP and the way that people can wrap humor around it. For me, I I, I do that. I also wrap around it um, 
as much art and inspiration as we can without just see, you know, without coming from like a who's Klaus Schwab, like the most evil man in the world. We need to, you know, like we need to make him the center of our attention. When I kind of feel like we, we disempower ourselves if we feel like we don't have the potential to face whatever, whatever is coming, you know, whatever post-2020 world is coming, data aggregation, technocratic overthrow, whatever words we want to put on it. And I follow your Instagram a lot. Um, and just all the things, all the breadcrumbs that you're putting out there. What I love about it is it's, it's not this buggy eyed, the sky is falling type of thing. You, you're allowed to put humor to it. And I'm pretty sure you, you must have saw me on Greg Carlwood's uh, show, um, what the hell it's uh the higher side chats you must yeah. have seen me there yeah 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 he's, he's great a good cat yeah i mean he gets it he and he's kind of the og of this whole thing and you know i'm glad you brought up the 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 comedy aspect oh let me let you finish your point real quick and then i'll get into that i thought you you had a point about what you were doing on that show well, yeah, no, I mean, mainly what I was going to say was like you, Greg Carwood, these people that are coming up in the world that like maybe five years ago talking about these things. Most people are like, oh, OK, we have a category for you. You're called the conspiracy theorists. Those historically are treated worse than most any other demographic and just pushed into the corner. And now that the world is starting to show like, ah, maybe there's something to all these ideas. So all of a sudden, Brian Rose on London Rail is having on David Icke. And, you know, like we're having these conversations more in the public and people, there's still some people that are, that they refuse to say that any of it is anything more than ignorance and ineptitude. Human, humanity, we're, we're too dumb to figure this out. So we're destroying ourselves. And I think there's an element of that, but that's not the explanation you can put on top of everything that's going on in the world. But what do you do about it? So you have the old paradigm conspiracy theorists that are just buggy eyed. They they go monotone. They just talk about all the research. And if you feel what they're trying to do, it's like you're at a, you're at a party and everyone's having fun. They're telling dick and fart jokes. But, you know, Joe is over there with buggy eyes talking about building 11, yeah. like not realizing that there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. So I think there's this there's this new evolution of people who are talking about these things, wrapping it more in art. So it, it doesn't have to be so scary and wrapping yes. it in humor while really being on the nose, like getting straight to the point. Like these are the people, these are the agendas, but you know, what am I, what am I going to do? Not laugh, not make jokes about it. So I think there's, there's a new psychological evolution that's kind of fitting um, the fact that the world has to wake up to these aren't just crazy kooky conspiracies anymore. The, there's much evidence behind it. So the only thing that people can do to say that it doesn't exist anymore is just be like, oh, well, all that that you're pointing out, that's that's just coincidence. There's yeah. a coincidence theory yeah. here. <laughs> and you're totally right, man. There's so much going on. And, you know, I always say that this show is is and always will be. I have a feeling he's going to either save a kid or help. A, there we go. Back. He's back. Uh, that that. Um, I was saving a kid, by the way. Sorry. No, no, totally, that's dude. Quick. That's a quick. Totally <laughs> fine, bro. Anytime you gotta go save a kid, it's all good, man. We're we're pro kid here, and uh, I totally all understood. Right. Uh, don't You're even that worry. Kind of a cult leader, I love it, <laughs> guys. I want to tell you about our friends, our new sponsor, that Buck 
Mason, all right. Buck Mason clothing is the best. You want you listen, we all have go-tos that we love. Guess what? You're gonna have a new go-to. That's right. Shirts, sweaters, jeans. You wear them all the time, and you realize, you know what? You got you got a, a go-to you always like that you know it's always gonna work for you. It's Buck Mason. Trust me on that. Buck Mason's clothes are second to none. They're timeless and never go out of style. And trust me, once you check out their selection, they're going to be your go-to and your new favorite. Okay, Buck Mason makes all the essentials. Jeans, shirts, jackets, all the go-tos, and so much more. I love their tailored look and fit of their t-shirts. Bam, look at this, man. My chichis don't look, they look good in these shirts, right? I'm, I, Dude, I am who I am, dude. And Buck Mason makes me look like a man, a real man, 100% man. Did you guys feel the manliness oh, yeah. as I walked yeah. in? Man with no tits, I, I love yeah. it. Dude, thank you, Buck Mason. Thank you. Even after wearing them and putting them through the wash after wash, they look just as good as when the first time I wore them. That's what's great about Buck Mason. They never lose their style and pizzazz no matter how much you watch them, okay? They look just as good as the first time you put them on, okay? The curved hem tee is fantastic. GQ loves it so much, just like I do. They call it the best t-shirt in the game, okay? The best. Look at this. Look how good I look. I look like a man. I'm like a man doing man stuff. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Once you try Buck Mason, they'll become your go-to for sure. Head over to buckmason.com slash tinfoil and get your free t-shirt with your first order. That's B-U-C-K-M-A-S-O-N.com slash tinfoil to get free t-shirt, get a free t-shirt with your first order. BuckMason.com slash tinfoil. Get it. Feel good. And you know, for me, it's it, it's just like this is this ha show has and always will be the training wheels to get people in. Like I, I feel like this show is like you take it to somebody, go, hey man, listen to this, and you know, just hear what he has to say, and then then you could get into the deeper dives on, on some of my friends who are who are good do are are really all about what you're talking about data data and data and they're very important those people but to get to them you kind of got to go through people like us and I think that's very important and there's more to it uh for me man it's just like I I, I come from a comedy background I brought my understanding of entertainment to this show and how can how can the quote-unquote conspiracy community in podcasting works together because not that i'm invented this or i'm the first one to do it but you know i i took a doug stand-up swap cast and brought it to the conspiracy community and we started all doing each other's podcasts which changed the game because you know, the, I heard people saying, oh, that's my competition, that's my competition, that's my competition. And reality is, you know, this show is not in competition with anybody. Uh, and that's not from that we're the biggest because we are not. That's that we are not in a race against anybody. We're, we're exactly where we need to be. And, you know, we want to we raise people up and, and have them sh fly past us. You know, we, we saw Tommy G do that for a while. Like, he, was, he got really big and he... And I think that's going to be Alex Stein next because they they they're they'll full they they have retard strength and I hate that word but they have real belief in themselves they work hard and they're fearless and that's why but that's not our that's not our journey man and again it's like if 
if it's all doom and gloom all the time, I, I feel like we're doing more of a disservice than we are helping people. And the truth is, it's like we will we will never be there. I, I think everybody has a moment of black pill, like where you're like, oh fuck, man, you know. But I feel like this show will be done when if it goes straight black pill, where we're just like no hope, no nothing, because. That's not the universe, in my humble opinion. And mm -hmm. we're so much bigger. Like, the universe is so much bigger than any anybody we ever talk about on this show. So it's like there are basic rules to the universe, and that universe is love, abundance, uh, you know, uh, law of attract, all these things that just when you watch whoever these are, you know, it's like Klaus Schwab, but I can look at Klaus Schwab and go, okay, man, if the law of duality is real, like this guy has some good in him and some bad, but maybe right now it's maybe it's like 99.9% .9 bad and yeah, yeah. You know, percentage of good. And we're going to get into what you want to talk about. Cause I think it's very important. What, you know, like what we're seeing is what conspiracy theorists have been talking about forever is this move to digital. And today, Joe, uh, you know, Joe Biden says, Hey man, we're working on a, the fed is working on a digital currency, right? Which is something everyone We know our boy, Alex Jones has been talking, not our boy, but you know, our friend Alex Jones uh, mm -hmm. has been talking about forever. And that's kind of something what you want to get into, but man, I appreciate all the kind words. Uh, just to wrap that part up, I appreciate the kind words uh, and it is something we, we really work on here. So thank you for all that, dude. You know. Yeah, man. Training wheels to get people into the conversation. That's I, I love that way of putting it. Yeah, we're simple. And yeah, I also pool, see, bro. you know, I, I see what Alex Jones is has been talking about for quite some time. And, you know, I also agree. I think, you know, when you're talking about people like Klaus Schwab, just for me to wrap that part up, um, I think there's a purpose. I think that, you know, there really is at the deeper aspect of it. There's a purpose for their being a Klaus Schwab, a World Economic Forum, the whole freedom convoy all the way down to the, you know, the people who are believing in shit that may not even be true. I think there is a purpose to it underneath the, the moment to moment. All oh, these people were wrong. Now these people were wrong. Underneath all that, there's something going on. There's probably a conspirator that's that's beyond all the Klaus Schwabs and, and all the, the people that we would call enemies. There's probably they're probably more teachers than we fully understand yes dude. I'll, I'll just yes. i'll just leave it at that <laughs> yeah listen to me man uh what you're saying is very important man listen if you want to believe in the light if you want to believe in the light that there's entities of light that they, we have love in our life that the universe is love we're all universal consciousness there has to be a klaus schwab there has there it's just the law of duality yin and yang that is where we get into the spirituality we you have you can't it's just, for some reason the universe is not all one thing it's duality man it is both sides of it so to have the light and the entities of light and all these wonderful creature all this love this universal consciousness you're going to have to have a klaus schwab because the klaus schwabs of the world push you into being better people and going into the light. It's just the way they are. They are the life lessons we need to appreciate the light and work in the light that, I mean, and that's some weird shit. You're like, why do all these people have to die? I don't know, man. Well, that's, that's what I was about to say. Do you think there will always be war? There will always, be, well, there will always, 
There'll always be good and evil, and those two things will always be working against each other in, again, the Kabbalion, the pendulum of life, which is, you know, ups and downs in life. So, yes, there's always going to be a war of, 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 of the light and the darkness. Do you agree on that? Yeah, no, I, I feel that what you're talking about is touching upon what Taoism and, and many philosophies have been talking about. We, you know, early in our lives, we, we feel like we need to change the outside world. And I don't think that's a pursuit we should ever get rid of. But it's also coming to an understanding that um, there could be def- different evolutions of consciousness that some people are on while others still have to learn through duality and conflict. And they, it, it, it goes to places where they, they don't understand the ramifications of their actions unless they are extreme and volatile. And I'm not, I'm not saying that there has to be that kind of war in reality, but I absolutely do agree that we we're I don't, think that there's any solid evidence to say the one reason that we humanity are are in existence and on this planet is to eradicate all expressions of conflict. Uh, Obviously, we want to see harmony, but I, I think a lot of us are when we see that there are these things evident in the world, that there is war, we in our individual self that can't really do much about that, we then end up doing what? And going on social media and, and like without the Klaus Schwab's, what would, what would memes be like? You know, they, they wouldn't be nearly as funny, you know, putting him with Dr. Evil's face and stuff like that. But I feel like many of us, we have a solid idea of what, what we're supposed to be doing here on earth but we don't dive deeper into the philosophy that maybe we're supposed to see the world as it is. Like Buddha says, first you need to see the world and accept what you're seeing before you can understand it. And then you need to understand what you've seen before you can do anything right about it. Because if you start acting in the world, thinking you know what's right, but you're not understanding it and you're not even clearly seeing it, you could have the best intentions in the world, but you could be actually causing a lot more harm and keeping people almost like coddling your child, keeping them from the lessons that life would naturally have them learn from the school of hard knocks because we don't want them to experience any pain, but pain is actually a cleansing process of consciousness. And I, I would, I think we'd be hard pressed to find any radically transforming of your consciousness kind of event without some kind of pain or suffering leading up to it. It's almost like birth. So in that respect, I totally agree that there, there do seem to be these dueling dragons and we're not here to live in pure five M five MEO DMT bliss all the time. <laughs> yes. We're here to go through the roller coasters of pain sometimes and learn what the valuable lessons are there. Yes, dude. Yes, 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 yes. To all that, all that dude. Failure is the omission to success without failure you will not have success and that is a big issue right now for hollywood hollywood in their attempt to lowball all talent has tried to go we're just going to use shiny object young people who have no experience in anything they have i mean it's what what it's it's what Saturday Night Live is going through right now. You have pulled kids right out of college. 
to write on a national show that have no life experience. So what they're doing is they're 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 either putting out crap. Once in a while, broken clock is right. Right, twice a day a broken clock's right. So occasionally they hit one, and it's yeah. so unusual that Johnny will send it to me. They're like, "Oh, yeah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. they got a, they they got another it's a one. Miracle, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> well, what else do they do? They go and steal premises, which we've seen happen on Saturday Night Live a lot because no one's told them you don't do that. They have no life experiences, so they're going to the front. Hollywood, look at Comedy Central got ran into the ground. Why? Because they kept getting young people to make super adult decisions that they had no experience in what was the right decision to make. They were making it in an idealistic world and the world is not idealistic. And when you push this idealistic shit, it falls flat on your face. So you need the experience of, of, it's like every time I talk to elderly people on a show, they're always some of the best shows because they've yeah. experienced so much in life, right? And it's like they've been through it. They've seen the upside down. They see the ups. They've been through like this idealistic phase. And then in life, you kind of get, it's kind of like everything. Like it expands to a certain point and then it gets knocked down to where it should be. Right. Is, is it kind of like a comic? Like you've heard Ar Shafir say, I want to go work, work at Walmart just to get experience on talking shit like 100%. that. Because once I go on airports every day, what am I going to just talk about airports every day 100%. on stage? 100%. Correct me if I'm wrong too. It seems like ageism is like the last acceptable uh, you know, form of, of discrimination. It, it, because well, people, people have no problem disregarding old people shitting on, you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in society Because nobody's like, nobody actually thinks it's going to happen to them. Nobody believes they're yeah. ever going to get old and not be fuckable anymore, right? I mean, because everyone's just like, I, I'm sorry if your kids there, by the way. My apology. I just realized we might have no, kids No, no, I was kidding about saving the kids. Oh, oh, okay. I'm on the stove. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I keep my kids in the basement locked up. Don't worry perfect, about that. Perfect, <laughs> dude. Those kids are going to grow up to be great leaders someday. But listen, well or serial killers, either leaders. way. It could go either way. <laughs> Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Lucy Nicotine. Look, we are all adults here, okay? And I know some of you choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day, okay? Long, long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, okay, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume th their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start out by switching to a new nicotine product that can make you that you can feel good about okay listen i know everybody i know people who love this stuff my buddy chris neff loves lucy stuff he uses it all the time and i think it's just a great way if you're gonna get if you're in the nicotine and i know a lot of people in the nicotine it's a great way to do it okay so if you're enjoying using nicotine you should definitely check out lucy products at lucy.co that is l-u-c-y dot CO and use the promo code tinfoil at checkout. Okay. Also, I have to read this disclaimer to you. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you're interested in a better way of using nicotine, visit lucy.co and you be sure to use the promo code tinfoil. But it's like nobody believes that they're that that they're gonna feel the effects of ageism when they're really young. And it's just like, you know, when, when I had this woman on um, Zero, she talked about how 
there is just the cycle of life. And nobody understands that cycle of life until you're living it, right? And a great example uh, is people who don't have kids, right? And they go, and not they, this show is not about telling anybody to have kids, even though it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. You can do whatever you want. I will never tell you that because I was on the other side of that. I was about to say, it's funny because if you listen to the show, it used to be like, oh, Sam doesn't want kids. He's talking shit on kids. And now you guys think it's the whole opposite. I never, here's what we had that argument with that guy. I had that argument that one time with that guy. And I was never, I don't want to have kids. Okay. I was just like, and and this is my point right now. Just because somebody doesn't want to have kids doesn't mean that, you know, they're bad people or they're not living the best life. I personally now having kids wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. There's That's no so funny. Yeah. amount of money. Okay. <laughs> it happened here on the show. Like you, you can really literally see the transition. Like on the show, you can watch him saying, like, hey, it's there's no problem with having kids, but it doesn't mean it's the all be all. Yeah, and now, and now he's I'm like, now like, he's like, oh fuck that, fuck what I said. Yeah, I, I mean, like, dude, but isn't that life though? You're supposed yeah. to, and that's like fits into what we're talking right now—the experience of life. But you see these people that don't have kids, and then they get to an area, and they're like, oh, I should because you. It also teaches you though, right, not to be so committed because a big problem what we have now is that people are identifying with their political beliefs you know what i mean they think that's or who their they sexuality are. right or their sexuality yeah and and it kind of experience like that teaches you hey just because i don't want to have kids now that's not me i'm not that you know what i mean i may want to have kids yeah and so you're not going out there trying to slay every dragon you know what I mean? right and it's just like if you're 45 50 or whatever and you're doing the same shit you're doing when you were 20 you're not understanding the cycle of life yeah, you're and that's, doing it wrong yeah. right i mean that's to me it's like I did it. I did. You know what? I used to go out and party all the time, dude. You know what I did last night at 930? I fell asleep and I didn't wake up till 730. And I was giddy, dude. I was like, oh, that was fucking And that's fun. not who you are either. You <laughs> yeah. may live life a different way in another 100%, decade. hundred percent. But so, so we're, we're living in this interest. And, and it's just like you going back to full circle of what this whole point of this little rant was, is that we need to have darkness and the true masters understand this, that you need darkness to inspire and, and appreciate light in my life. You cannot, you'll never get rid of all you'll like in AA. I say it all the time in AA. You always identify as an alcoholic, as a drug addict. You never stop saying that because you hmm. you're never going to get rid of that dark passenger. You're just not going to do. He's always there. And that inspires you to never go back to that. So like what we're going through right now, and I want to get into this with this, um, with what's going on with big tech. Okay, it's like we're learning lessons right now and we're going through it and I hope at the end we'll get through it and we'll be in the light. What is your thoughts on every what I ranted about, Ben, and then we'll get into the intents of, every, of big tech. Yeah. So first about kids, I think that's the technology. Having kids is a very clever technology. And if it's by happenstance, I'm fucking enthralled by the way that the world just works because I have three kids, two, I have twin boys in diapers and they're three. And then I have a six-year-old girl 
And it is like intense. And I'll tell you the most intense thing about it are things that you may not imagine, which is, okay, we road trip a lot. We were actually just in Austin together. Um, and coming back, the kids start screaming. One sets the other one off. They're like chickens. If one starts bucking the other one, the other ones just go off. And then all of a sudden, the car is filled with noise, but I've, I've driven down the road and blared some music and it just focuses you when you have kids screaming in your ears in a small tin can evolution didn't prepare you for that shit. <laughs> and it, Oh my God, it does something to your neurology, but it's, it's like primal what it does to your neurology. It almost feels like the, the hero's journey. That's when you are in the darkest places ever. And it comes out of nowhere. You're having a great drive. The sun's out. Everything's fine. Perfect temperature cup in the cup holder. And all of a sudden your kids start screaming about something and you're really thinking about slamming on the brakes in the middle of the highway. Like, you know, yeah. it, it does something really, really messed up to your neurology. I think that it's this eternal teacher that comes into existence. When you have kids, they know all your buttons. And in a sense, they're just mirroring your lack of presence back to them. When they're like, mom, mom, dad, 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 mom, mom. What they're asking for is real presence, which is what I believe that, you know, we're here for real relationships, Connected. not just with people, with, with planet, with ourselves. But I think there's something really, really valuable to it. And then to segue that into what's going on with big data and everything like that, what's funny is I was just, um, I, I drove here, it's about a 12 hour drive from Nashville to Austin yesterday. And I listened to the entire book by Yuval Noah Harari, who is basically a, a mouthpiece. And I don't say that in a, you know, in a derogatory term, but he's in the ear of Klaus Schwab very deeply. Um, he, they counsel with one another. And so listening to his books, it, this book specifically, Homo Deus, he wrote the book Sapiens, which I think is great. And this book was great. It just reveals the philosophy that they're going through, which is basically like, you know, how did we get to this point of humans where we believe we're the apex and are we really, do we have free will? Do we have a soul? Do we have an eternal aspect to us or are we explainable down to just biochemicals and neurons? Like that can explain everything. And then he just doesn't really fully answer it. He just poses the question and he hops directly into, well, it's obvious that algorithms are eventually, especially in this decade, algorithms are going to be able to answer your biggest questions for you better than you can, such as who should I marry? And he goes on to give examples like, well, I know that you think John is is better looking and that's probably why he's the better mate, but you would be happier with Paul, who's more stable and more, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the algorithm seems to know this. And he's saying this as as he's leading towards this new religion, he's calling dataism. What is the post-human oh, religion man. of not what humans are, but what, what is the post-human religion? It's scientism, it's dataism. And he he's super well-read, so it's hard to argue with 90% of what he's talking about. But when he makes these certain factual leaps, like religion is the one end-all be-all explanation as to why Afghanistan is more violent than the Netherlands atheist Netherlands. And I would say he's not fully wrong about that. He's just not complete with his thought process. And when he's saying that an algorithm can tell you who you should marry, 
and how many kids you should have or if you should have kids and you know whether angelina jolie was right to preemptively have a mastectomy and remove mass mass in her breasts in order to avoid what her mom and her her uh, uh grandmother had in the form of breast cancer that these algorithms will be able to tell what you want better than you and what is a human anyway at the end of the day it's just data streams and data flows so shouldn't we just open source every secret about us and give it up to the algorithms because that will allow them to make our lives better and we can get on with whatever we're headed towards and by the way he doesn't he doesn't say that he thinks that humanity will be around for much longer he just says this is inevitable so he's not selling his idea and mind you he's in the ear of klaus schwab he's not selling his ideas on how sexy they are like oh it's going to make your life so much better no he's just like this is inevitable this is just what evolution has done from previous kingdoms all the way up into the human kingdom and we're just a ripple of data streams so just basically give all that up to the algorithms and and the machine let it do what it's going to do and it's that this is the religion this is the dataism and the scientism that an algorithm when i say i want to know who i should marry and the algorithm has gone through more data than we can go through, um, then it says that it must be right because it went through more data. But when we ask a question like, who should I marry? We don't even know what drives that question. So there's no way that the algorithm or the computer could ever know the driver of why we ask the certain questions. It's like, what lies beyond the question? What kind of job should I have? What kind of person should I marry? Should I have kids? Yes, those computers might be able to sift through mountains of data and give you a a very formulated answer, but they're basically just jumping, making these leaps of faith saying like, but it's inevitable that this is where computers are headed and they're going to be smarter than us in 10 years. So we might as well start getting used to this big change that's happening, this global reset, the fourth industrial revolution. So I find that really fascinating. That's the main thing where data and big data is headed is the reason why big data is bigger than big oil is because there's a philosophy that is turning into a religion called scientism and people yeah, now man. are looking at the world and they're like huh man I, I i'm not making enough money so i must be doing something wrong and why are these data companies and these technocrats making so much more money probably because they're doing something right <gasps> maybe they're right maybe this is just a logical cruel concrete digital world and you know basically the only way to be happy is to let the algorithms tell you what happiness is oh there's no such thing as magic it's it's just science you know i think that's where so, people are headed so is a resignation to, yeah. to on, the machine yeah i dude you've touched on so much shit dude i you are 100 percent correct on all that and I mean, there's a bunch of stuff to go into. I, the only thing I disagree with, not you, but the, the gentleman you were talking about, about Afghanistan and them being uh-huh. more violent, is that the reality, it's like when Sam, my big, when I first realized my despise of Sam Harris, like <laughs> while I cannot stand people like him that live no real life and everything is like, Again, data, right? And everything is like some fucking Ivory League school bullshit. Is that, you know, he was talking about like Middle Easterns and why we are morally superior to them. 
and it, it was their his discussion of what is our intent, right? Like our intent according to this time, because you know we were all just kind of getting into it. And he's just a mouthpiece, right? And he was, um, and his intent is like our intent is to bring peace and love and stability. Well, now. 20 years later, we know that narrative is just complete utter bullshit, right? Like, yeah. we're over there to steal resources, maybe take over fucking Mesopotamia, the weapons of mass destruction, possibly a Stargate on this show. Who knows what's fucking possible with that, right? But the one thing we... I would believe... Listen, let me just say this. I'll believe in a Stargate before I believe our intentions is to bring peace, okay? If you're going to go, what is the point of being over there? I go, Stargate one distant fucking thousandth reason bring peace and love to everybody, right? So, so I... That to me is like, uh, because I've been to Afghanistan, I met Afghanis, they're the nicest people. They want you right. to, you go to their market, they want you to buy their goods, they live a simple life. They they are tribal, okay? They live in their little tribes. We created the border that is Afghanistan. We right. created this thing, this system to make them want to have to have a centralized government. They never wanted that. They never wanted that. So I. So again, it's not you. It's the the assertions by these uh, these elites, these these yeah. academics that our intentions are well and their intentions are barbaric. But back to all the data is that you're talking about. That is one hundred percent real. So we have this movement yeah. to 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 um. And I told this, and it's like, I'm not going to say the cop's name because I love him to death, but I was going, this is all about social credit score. This is all about social credit score. They want to get you on social credit score. This is what it's all about. Oh, wow, you're really going to die on that hill, huh? And like, yeah, because that's coming. Sure shit. Year and a half later, here we are, digital currency coming out. You have not only, like, not only, dude, not only did they shut down the trucker convoy when it comes to their bank and all that stuff, they shut down a country, Russia. Yeah. They're now doing social credit score with Russia as we just, and like, as we just hurl, hurl towards digital currency, digital everything, dataism. We're hurling towards that. And nobody cares because they never think they're going to be on the wrong side of this because they always, always believe they're going to be on the right side of this. Tell that to the re tell that to the conservatives and the Republicans of the year 2000 who are pushing weapons of mass destruction, got to get rid of, got to go over there to kill them before they come over here. All that illogical bullshit, right? Now who's getting censored by big tech conservatives, right? You never know when the gun is going to be pointed to you. So all these people think if they just conform and play ball, everybody's for Ukraine going into Ukraine. All these rich kids, all these little-titted French chicks fucking taking their shirts off, hey, holding up signs, except for one had okay. a big Someone cat, has some okay? big old titties. But outside of that, all right, all these chicks are like, go into the Ukraine, go into the Ukraine. A lot of, I just want to say, though, some of the protesters that I've seen are just saying, hey, no war. And, I, and those are the people, I mean, I'm fine with that. Aren't you? For sure. 
But that's not what we're talking about. I mean, what we're about talking the about protesting? these fucking people in Michigan that are marching for a no-fly zone that's in the Ukraine. It, that is idiocy. That's what I'm talking about. Those like this, this. I just this. think it's important that we make that distinction. Okay, just okay. Briefly, yeah. We we here on Tim Fall Hat, very very anti-war from the start. Talked about on last episode this misconception that I'm a, a conservative. I am not. I'm a, a fucking... I don't know how that started. I mean, that doesn't even... Well, because if you're not, like, deep-throating Obama and high-fiving <laughs> fucking Hillary, you're you're a, you're a fucking conservative. Yeah. Dude, you can't post fucking Hillary memes without being considered Dude, all right. Dude, I got kicked off of Instagram for posting a picture of her moose knuckle, dog. Everybody oh, thinks I'm a bad God. guy. But, but the point is, is that all these people... They're, they're so fine with war because at this moment, it doesn't affect them. You can bomb the fuck out of everywhere, but the bombs probably aren't coming here right now. They don't care about that. Like It's like when all these people are like, dude, just get an electric car, man. Like you, you, You're so tone deaf to what's going on. So they don't care that this thing they, about a vaccine passport. They don't care about about Trudeau shutting down convoy people for sticking up. They don't care. It means that because it's not going to affect them at this moment. Because right now, the gun's pointing on people they don't like. It's like everybody who's pro-censorship of oh, Alex Jones of and all these people. It's just a matter of time until like, they get canceled. It's like, dude, censorship used to come from the right to the left. You couldn't be interracial day. You couldn't be gay. Oh, you know who got a little taste of it? The H3H3 guy, and you should have heard him crying, why are you guys canceling me? I was on your guys' side the whole time because he doesn't understand that after a while it's going to come after you. We should have stuck mm. up for Owen Benjamin way more, even if he didn't agree with everything he's saying. And it's just like I, you know, it's like I talked about. There's people like Anthony Jeselnik, who's a good friend of mine. He has 15 minutes on kitty porn jokes. Not, I don't like those. I don't like that type of jokes. But I got to defend his right to say fucking what well, I think is dumb fuck shit on stage. Because if they, if I let them take that, then they could come take my shit. And you just don't know when it comes around. Like all this fucking pro censorship from the left. They got rid of all this pro-gay stuff off of TikTok for a while, and they lost their mind. I'm like, that's it. That's it. That's it, man. They're going to come for you eventually because that's what they do. Take a look at Russia. Take a look at China. Take a look at anywhere that's socialist, communist, and all. Dude, good luck being an ethnic minority, a woman, and being gay in those countries. They do not get treated well. Yeah, well, look how the protesters in Russia are treated. The people protesting the war in Russia, where there's actually, you know, uh, some risk there. I mean, they they locked up. If you believe the news, oh, you know, like five thousand people. Yeah, like if you tell if you say it's a war, fifteen yeah, years, not, you can't call it a war. You can't call it a war. It's an operation. Yeah, I mean, this is all leading to transhumanism and all that shit, and we've been telling you guys that for fucking ever. You know, I mean, this is where it's going. They are locking it down. Now, like, I mean, what do you think about this whole thing with the biolabs, right? I mean, everybody's yeah. like, dude, they're, they're, this is about biolabs. Fact checkers say go fuck yourself yeah, about yeah, yeah. the biolabs. And now they just had hearings going, yeah, we got biolabs over there, and we're really worried that Russia's going to come take them. Whoopsie. Which means we have them. <laughs> right. You know, we've had those. And you know what's interesting is like the there's stories 
woven into other stories here because um, when you were talking about the QR vaccine passport thing, that just happened under the under the fog of what's happening in Ukraine. And it's a private company, so it's not the Biden administration. But everything that we've been talking about, like I made I made the film Esoteric Agenda when in 2008 and I was talking about Agenda 21. And people that watched it, they're like, dude, that was the scariest shit. But I just I don't I don't buy it. I don't see any evidence for that in the world. And I said, I know it starts really small, just like, you know, apparently when you get sick, you know, the virus gets in and then it populates. And, you know, you you don't feel sick for a while while you actually are uh, infected. I think that's what Agenda 21 was. And really, I mean, every book that I've read on the Great Reset and the idea behind um, what the great reset is, it really leads back to using real events, real things that are happening in the world and using them, but constantly finding the smartest people to bend them back into the narrative of agenda 21 and having to basically take large patches of the United States and give it back to wilderness and pack people into smart cities, mega cities, called yep. smart cities. So in 2008, I had no idea what a smart city was. Until I started in realizing there's this internet of everything and the, you, all your smart devices. Now everything's becoming smart. All the appliances in your house. By the way, BlackRock buying up uh, affordable housing is turning them into smart houses that use your biometrics like your eyes or your voice. And it's all connected to the blockchain to get into your houses. And that started in roughly 2011, 2012, right after the whole housing bubble started. So this is like fourth turning, you know, Neil Strauss, how generational theory type stuff that in 97, they were saying somewhere around 2005, give or take a couple of years, an inciting incident's going to happen. And then it's going to start escalating towards 2020. And it will not take any longer than 2026 to 2028. Um, and what's going to happen in that time? Who knows? It could be a pandemic. It could be, you know, um, terrorists that take over a plane with weapons of mass destruction. And then eventually it comes out that it was an inside job. And they said all this in 97. They posted all this stuff. So when I when I made this uh, esoteric agenda talking about Agenda 21, this is where all the data is headed. It's it's really the advent of a technological God is it, can it be omniscient knowing all things? Well, data shared from the cloud everywhere, you can get close. Can it be omnipotent, all powerful? Well, when all the data and knowledge is at, at most times more dangerous than the weapons themselves, because you need somebody to wield the weapons, then technology is getting there. Can it be omnipresent, which is, uh, well, omnipresent is all places at once, which is what technology can be. So omnipotent is all, all powerful and omniscient is knowing all things. That's what these smart cities will be. And China has about 123 of them where companies like Alibaba, which are you know controlled by, again, the top 1%, these companies control all the traffic flow through the cities. And that's cool because they're keeping down traffic so they can reroute some cars and, and keep the other cars. Um, and I'm cool with a lot of this direction where it's headed. The only thing I, I dislike is the people who are really running it. And I don't even know these people per se, but the thing is, is that under the lack of transparency that we're getting, everything being centralized, like our data says that we need to do this one size fits all in your arm because of this uh, virus, 
one size fits all solution to the complex um, immune system in a very volatile time. And everyone's all for that. Why? Because the narrative swept them away. And, and this is why most people can't see the step-by-step process that's bringing us exactly what I was calling out in 2008. And people who saw that film, some of them denied it back then are still doubling down now. Why? Because if they were to back off and say, oh, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. Then that is a little bit more difficult by admitting that something that I was so sure about back then is wrong. I got to double down. It feels better to double down and just still call you an idiot. And I'll do what they did and don't look up, which is at the dinner table. Talk about nonsense all the way until the blast actually hits you. And there will be people that are just going to fucking ignore the Titanic sinking into the water. Yep. 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 It's all about people would rather be right than do right. And there's all these mother, we talk about all the time, all the fucking people yelling about Q-tards secretly still believe Russia hacked the election. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what, information comes out there li- yeah. uh, dude i'm telling you man it's these algorithms going back to what you're talking about these algorithms are allowing people to live in their own reality their own dimension oh those are the same people telling you you have to wear a mask in this in this store yeah in this yeah. store we have yeah. rules in this store yeah. I've, I've you've been there right yeah in la yet no they tried they tried that with me dude somebody they told tried me you, that you have to wear a me. mask in this store and it was right eight and I was like, why? And she's like, because there's still unhealthy people here. No, yeah, I that mean, was like, literally her logic. I got on why in a fight I read it. with somebody. I didn't get a fist fight or a screaming match, but I, no, I had uh, Target. She's like, sir, you need your mask. I'm like, uh, L.A. County dropped it. Uh, not in the store. I'm like, oh, is this the Vatican? Are you a sovereign nation? Is that what you're telling me? Is this sovereign territory that you're not part of the the California? Because California is dropping the mask mandates. Stop with the fucking Stockholm syndrome. But people would rather yeah. be right. Then do right. And it's just the way it is. And we have giant fucking egos. And like people don't realize these smart cities are are free range reservations. They are going to keep you unhealthy, depressed, sad. If you're men, you're gonna be lost. What you unless you're like a fucking super sissy dude. Who's like frolicking around? Do you think it's gonna be like those people dreaming of dick all day? Like that's what they want you to do because they can control those people. I mean, you go but down to West Hollywood right now. Look how many people are fully wear masks. They all are. Yeah. So where yeah. so you think eventually it's gonna be like we I think we've had one of those chicks on that can't stand the Wi Fi? Yeah. You think eventually it's going to get so powerful that some of us are going to be like, yo, I can't handle living in these smart cities too much like 5G or whatever they call it. I guarantee you, dude, if it keeps going to where they are, this is what's happening already. People are moving the fuck out. They're moving these other cities where they're, they're already starting to make it. I mean, you're seeing states. This is why I think is the big game to balkanize the United States. Break us up into little fucking pieces, and you got all these fucking useful idiots going, dude, I'm for it, man. We're fucking breaking up. And you're like, you're playing right into them, dude. That's exactly what they did with fucking the USSR. They broke it up, and then they fucking just cherry pick certain places, dude. You don't think the globalists would love to lock down California, the fucking weather, Mm. and everything? That's what they fucking want, dude. They don't want any superpowers, yeah. They don't want that. 
They don't want anybody that can push back. And like they're doing it with China right now. But once everything's done, they'll start breaking up China. I guarantee it, dude. You can play the game and then they're going to keep fucking with you, man. So just, it's like, dude, you can play the game, but eventually they're going to come for you. What's the old saying? They came for blah, blah, blah. I didn't say anything. They came for blah, blah, blah. I didn't came. They came for blah, blah, blah. I didn't say anything. They, I didn't say anything. When they came for me, there was no one to say anything. That's what they do, dude. Baby, baby, baby steps. And that's what's going to happen in these big cities, man. It's free reign cycle. And these rich, dumb kids who think that they're rich kids. Because by, by, by most standards, they are rich kids. But they're not elites. They're not the elites of the elite. I mean, the one fucking percent. Even like Joe Rogan's like, I'm I'm part of the 1%. No, dude, you're not part of the 1%, bro. No. You're not. Even if you get a billion dollars, brother, and I love you with all my heart, dude, the real 1% are trillionaires, dude. They're at a yeah, place I mean, where money... Yeah, like the 0.0001%, right? Like that, like they're beyond the 1%. They're like... I mean, I think technically he's in the 1% wealth-wise, but... He's you, in what? the 1% of the fucking people being polled. In the world. But yeah. there's some people so rich, they're not Boston even books. part of the fucking polling. Do you understand what I'm they're saying? All there aren't, but you, they're not a lot of those people, though, is the point, right? I mean, like how many? Like how many is not a lot? I don't know. Thousand? Three thousand? You think there five? are that many people trillionaires? Like the owner of Purdue? Dude, I think the fucking no, th all the royals. A little over on the books. On the books, there's only a little over like two thousand billionaires. But off the books, you you have to start you have to stop take taking into consideration single individuals and what's in their name. You gotta think that Larry Fink at the top of BlackRock. Now BlackRock has been called for quite some time the fourth branch of government. Think about that. And what's happening in the financial class, you're not gonna hear the names of these people. They're not gonna be the Bill Gates or the Elon Musks that are out there saying, Look, I I, I made 70 billion this year. Another billion is just a blip on my phone. The, it's it's even outside of that when we're talking about you know larry fink is one of the lead economic advisors for the world economic forum it's it's not even purely about money because you may as an individual like elon musk have 270 280 billion dollars and that's great but we're talking about people who are controlling mega financial in multinational corporations that have access to trillions of dollars. So like, it's not even in individual, like how many of them are there? It's under a cloud of corporations. So like, I mean, you guys know there's only what 12, 13 corporations that own the seemingly infinite supply of competing, you know, mom, pa shops, but they're not, they're actually under the same, uh, same company. That's, that's really where the power seems to lie the most. And that's when I say seems to lie. Yes, they have the agreements, they have the money, they have the agreements, they have the alliances. But when we're talking about legally, what what is legal? This is a legal agreement. It's an agreement. It's it's a contract that we have with one another. People have to believe it. I can use paper money still right now for the time being because people still believe in it. So what we're really talking about, and I I, I want to go back to what Stan was saying about the you know like ragging on the Q tards, like the whole thing about Q 
is not as simple as a bunch of country bumpkins believing believing something into existence in the in the millions. I think that was an intelligence agency, incredibly intelligent psyops that was directed at one side and there will be another and it will be for the left for sure. And then we'll have that thing to meme about, like, look at those retards and those idiots over there. When the whole thing about Q, that was intelligently done to hijack people's brains. And I'm sure every conspiracy has to have a little bit of truth in it. Like, yeah, trust yeah, the yeah. plan. Yeah. It sounds dumb. Trust the plan sounds dumb. But there's also a truth to it. Like, trust that, that there's a higher plan, that there's a, a, a deeper conspirator here. So that's how you hook people is by using truth in a new narrative. That wasn't just a bunch of like redneck MAGA hat wearing people that dreamed that up. That was an intelligence agency psyop. And the same thing may be the, the thing for flat earth. And I'm not even saying that I have a problem with flat earthers. I think it's beautiful that we are questioning and challenging everything down to the shape of the earth. I have no problem with flat earthers. I have problem because if it's not flat earthers that are trying to, you know, push us into a, uh, a trace and track uh, smart grid. It's not them. So the, the, I think the thing with the narrative is to make us distrust our neighbors. And I, I completely agree, Sam, when you were saying to chop up the United States in, into a bunch of warring factions. So we're more focused on the stupid little things that, that divide us rather than how, how brilliantly we can create, like think of Pink Floyd. They didn't like each other as a band. Uh, Stuart Copeland and Sting, they had massive ego problems. But what did they do? They set that aside. They set aside all the, the, the gender issues and the race issues and all the blah, blah, blah to do what? To create harmonics, to create beautiful music that they couldn't have done without each other. So if, if we're going to get out of this narrative that distrust your neighbor and don't worry about Klaus Schwab, if we're going to trust that narrative, we're fucked. But if we want to get out of it, then we need to start realizing that like, OK, I don't need to agree with all these people, I need to find a way to collaborate and bring harmony with these people to the planet. I'll give one more example. There was this woman who she was for PETA. She was for the ethical treatment of animals. But she realized that ever increasingly more, there's more and more chickens in these terrible and pigs and cows in these terrible conditions. So she decided to go to the people that she found the most reprehensible, the people who are chicken farmers and pig farmers and uh, cow farmers and said and, and start dealing with coalitions with them and asking them, like, why do you do this to these animals? Most of them blew their mind because they were like, oh, we hate doing this. We hate that these animals are so sick, but we are under the control of big ag. We can't do anything about it. We'll lose our way of life. So she was realizing it's not their fault. It's the it's the economic control yes. system. Yes. We're complaining about the wrong people. I totally agree. So uh, here we have on here Forbes top richest people. Let's go down there. How long till you till you see Larry Fink? How long till you see him? Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I don't see him. Then why do I say that? Why do I say that? Because I think Larry Fink is the lowest level of the people that they will that they don't want you to know about. His net worth is supposedly one billion dollars. 
I'm dude, he runs that trilogy downtown. The voyeur who's in Voyager or whatever that one is, um, Vanguard. Vanguard, that's, yeah. That's the darkness, dude. We're talking like how much is the queen really worth? And she could be an actor too. How much are they, you don't know them? The black nobility, all these motherfuckers. You I don't, don't see, know. I don't their see Putin on here. Names. Putin's not on here. Yeah, where is Putin? Well, all of his money is hidden with uh, his oligarchs, like in, in the so that it can't be frozen. Is dude that there's levels to this shit that we don't even understand, and what they really owe money with, what they really control, isn't the money, bro. It's the fucking. Yeah, the it's money. The, it's the red herring. It's the, money. the property. It's the ca- power. It's the power. It's the control. Influence. That's so beyond what anyone even understands. Like, like Jeff Bezos is probably up to a point above the law, right? Like above the law. Yeah. There are maybe certain things he can do where they can do. The people we're talking about, they do anything they want whenever they want, and there's no one going to touch them. You know why? You don't hear their names. Right. It comes through litigation. You don't hear like with Bezos, they're going to take down this old. Uh, uh, my, my wife is Dutch, so I, I'm, I know this bridge that they, yes. they want to take down so he can sail his six hundred billion dollar yacht through this. It's a historic bridge. What if just and for him? Said, no, yes. we're going to throw shit at him if you let him pass. If if Larry Fink wanted to do that. And, and I'm just imagining here, but, you know, if, if somebody that you're not allowed to know their names, if they wanted to do that, they would stage something. They would make it. In, they would turn it into litigation. They would come up with a story. These are the spin doctors. These are the, this is the real papacy behind the throne. You don't get to hear their names. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to even know what their face looks like because your face carries a signature of who you are. Your voice carries a signature of who you are. Your name even carries a signature. And these are magicians. I fully believe it. Like these are sorcerers bro. and magicians. And it's a religion that to us, if, it, if it's explained in a certain way, you'd realize it like it's more like science. It's a high science. Like Arthur C. Clarke says, the most sufficiently advanced technologies are indistinguishable from magic. That's what I'm talking about. You're not allowed to know their names because then you might start be able, you might have the inclination to organize around and against those names and voices. So you're not allowed to know. It'll come across as a world event that that just happened and you were like oh poor people and a comet fell and how did that bridge fall i don't know but well luckily bezos will be able to sail his 600 million dollar yacht through it hey i totally agree with everything so we did one episode one time on the Pissar family right one time we did it dude in one week every single tech company dropped hammer on us dropped us (laughs) censored us across the board facebook Twitter, YouTube, YouTube, and Google, and Spectrum. Remember, we the, the, the internet went out. They all hit us, dude. Hey, that's a warning shot. That's weird. Don't come near there. Don't talk about that shit. You're the first one to get the arrow. Yeah, I mean, I just saw it go. Okay, dude, we're gonna. When are you gonna do another show on the Pizarre family? We did it. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> go back and listen to it. Right. <laughs> But that's what it is, man. All these people, man, they get born. Most of their kids, they're so high up, they don't even get social security numbers. 
They're just born into this, man. And then Wait, there's what you think there's people without social security numbers to just walk around. Yeah. Damn, and Mexicans are dying for one and they don't even need one. Yeah. Yeah. They no, no, need... no. They need one. It's just these people don't need they one. They don't need, need one because they they, the they're just so above it. That's crazy. They're so above it. And like the fact that you know who Jeff Bezos is tells me you don't know. He's not, he's just a player in the game. He's like a chapo. Yeah. He's just a puppet figure. Here, yeah, you guys he's can like watch middle him. management to this shit. That's all totally. he is, dude. And then, dude, dude, go on. So, so like, if you haven't heard, like, th- there's so many things that like people don't question. How many deep underground military bases there are? How are they built? How deeply, intricately connected are they throughout not just the country but through basically everywhere? And and who has access to that? And why is twenty one trillion at above twenty one trillion dollars missing out of the federal budget that Catherine Austin Fitz has been following for quite some time? And why is she saying like this is that's a breakaway civilization amount of money? Like, where is that money going? That's Who is that so supporting? True, Why dude. aren't we even allowed to know? Like Donald Rumsfeld on September 10th, 2001, was talking about how, I, you know, I forget however many billions or trillions of dollars were missing out of the federal budget. And then the very next day, these buildings that probably hold some of those records go bye bye. So, you know, Catherine Austin Fitz was working under President Herbert Walker Bush in that administration in HUD, which is basically Section 8 housing for the most part. And she started noticing that not only was all this money missing, but people were saying, well, the United States is done. We're going to start moving all of our assets out. And eventually we're going to need a public facing excuse as to why the nation goes broke. I think that's what we're experiencing right now. And as she started, like she kept following with that. And if you think about it, um, you look on Google, how long does a uh, an empire typically last? What's the life expectancy? According to this one scholar is 250 years. Our 250th birthday is in 2026. That's exactly when the fourth turning ends, which is that book that came out in 97 predicting all this shit. So this is the financial class. Those are the numbers right there. Really just predicting it. But this is the financial class authoring, in a sense, what's happening right now. And Catherine Austin Fitz said when the Black Lives Matters protests were going on, 35 out of 37 of those protests happened within a very small perimeter around the central bank. And so smashing up all the infrastructure around the central bank. So all these small businesses, they're like, I can't get a loan, not during COVID to rebuild my business. No, that's not going to happen. So they leave. So potentially, according to her, these banks can go and buy up all that property, pennies on the dollar and start building up the smart grid here in the United States. And what's the forward facing excuse for people? Oh, BLM, people were upset. It was COVID. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Oh, my God, dude. And and this is why, you know, take a look at what's happening in Australia right now. The floods that hit Australia has has almost turned Byron Bay and Mullumbimby, these incredible spots, into third world countries. I guarantee you a smart grid will pop up in its place. The same thing with any of the destruction that's happening anywhere, like let's say in Ukraine. I guarantee smart grids are going to pop up in in that place. And I'm not saying that I know exactly how it all fits into the grand agenda. I still have my my foggy spots. But the thing is, is when you call it and it's just no matter what happens, the agenda keeps building. You have to start asking how much of this is theater? 
How much of this is just complete fucking theater? It's curious. Uh, well, I think so much of, don't even get me started about all these people that are filming in the Ukraine going, there's nothing going on here. I <laughs> know there's nothing going on. I mean, there's a guy you can go on my Twitter, go right down. He's like, I'm in the middle of this. They say this going on. Show me it. Where is it? He's filming people doing all the fucking like, it's all. So this is COVID all over at the hospitals. Yes. Yes, and I know this scares Johnny because he doesn't like to go into crazy town. Which, what? You don't like to go to crazy town, bro. I love crazy town. No, crazy you like to live, live in the outskirts. I, I just believe a Something's lot of crazy. Up, but I don't want to look into it. I believe it. a lot crazier stuff than you do. What? <laughs> which gets us into I wanna, disinformation. I want to know some of that crazy shit. Tell me, tell me one of those crazy things that you believe. Oh, hold on! Well, don't I mean, don't know, ask Johnny. You know, don't I, put him on the spot. No, he gets. I, I think right, this whole right. this whole thing is is fake. I, I I really believe a lot closer to what my Maria and and even even uh what's her buddy uh, uh her, my Maria yeah, and human vibration uh -huh, yeah, Johnny. I think a lot of this shit is completely. I think you're just sexually attracted to them. That's all it is. Hold, let me go through this real quick. I want to go look at this. This guy put this out, and it's just like, where is all this stuff they're talking about, dude? I, I don't believe any of those videos, like, one way or the other. Anything on Twitter, I don't well, believe. Well, I think you should always question all of it. Like, like dude, I was watching CNN the other day. I turned it on and to see what they were talking about. And within 30 seconds of me turning it on, they misidentified the mayor of Kiev, Vladimir Klitschko, only one of the most famous guys in Europe as Vitaly Klitschko, who's the actual mayor of Kiev. And I was like, okay, they got something wrong within 30 seconds of me turning on CNN. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can't it find it right now, but so crazy. Let me see real quick. It's just crazy how, how they're just lying about all this shit, man. Like people are like, where so is all, all the So I, now I know some, I have friends in Europe who they've got a lot of, according to my friends, new people showing up from Ukraine in their countries. Do so you think what the idea is maybe that they're just trying to get all these people out of Ukraine for some reason? Uh, I think I think you see them talk about us all the time about destabilizing all these places. I think they're trying to. Oh, here it is, dude. It's under let. Can you send it to XG? Yeah, XG. It. Go find LE. Airdrop it. What's that? Airdrop it. Okay, I'll airdrop it if you want me to. Um. Uh about how and I let me just say I, something I, while you're Sam, doing Sam. that about destabilization uh, right now so Zelensky was letting prisoners out and giving them weapons um, another thing that was happening was Zelensky was calling all hackers to destabilize Russia and if you think about it in and emboldening by national decree hackers to destabilize maybe not by any way you see fit maybe they say well don't don't do bad stuff but you're enabling these hackers and then so there are hacker groups like conti uh conti c-o-n-t-i which came to the aid of russia and said anyone attacking russia will start attacking you anonymous hacked into russian military emails to the tune of like 200 gigabytes of emails of russian military i'm wondering whether this is to have a forward-facing excuse to shut down the grid in certain locations so i mean of course like, i don't think everything is absolutely fake it's not that i don't think a war is going on but if 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 you believe that anything could be staged, 
Do you believe that absolutely nothing ever has ever been staged? And I think this is an information warfare because a lot of this stuff is, there's probably a lot of truth in it, but you can spin the narrative to, to be an opportunist. So you can spin the narrative to be an opportunist. And I think that's what's happening here. Anything that's happening that dominates the mainstream media narrative here in the United States is either a cover story or a way to, to frame it. So these people as the bad guys. To elicit emotional responses. To elicit emotional responses. To get to when we right. go down to really what this is all about. It's about manifesting consent to go into war with Russia. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to manufacture consent to get that's that you know, everyone's like they don't have to do they do whatever they want look at covid they manufactured consent to get us into covid they manufactured it that's what they did they manufactured and, and, it. and it what's what's incredible to me is, is very intelligent people that i love like jamie wheel he doesn't see that there's any conspiracy here even jordan peterson he, he's like this can be explained by ignorance and ineptitude and it's like okay but really you don't do a double take event two one funded by the bill and the gates foundation is the reformulation that listen. turned real world monthly and that doesn't make you double take so <laughs> oh no that just happenstance by the way and that klaus schwab comes out and says you know what's going to dwarf the pan cyber attack yeah i'm more interested in calling all hackers you know for the russian side or for the nato side calling all hackers let's destabilize that could be the the excuse to shut down the grid now i'm going to just throw one more thing at you so this doesn't seem like a huge leap um the the first thing Biden does when he gets into office is he smacks down one bill and he does a couple other things. But this is like first on his plate. He smacks down a bill that Trump put in office before leaving, which is about bulk power systems and bulk power systems are these huge, um, basically uh, systems that control entire grids inside the United States. And he, uh, Trump said, we are not going to accept bulk power systems from any of our adversaries, including Russia or China. So then here comes Biden getting into office because he's the most popular person out there. And as he gets into office, he slaps that down and says, no, we'll buy our bulk power systems from whoever we damn well choose. And okay, now, so we're still buying bulk power systems from our adversaries. Now there could be like TikTok, there's a back door into the data of the US. There may be a back door into the bulk power systems here in the United States. And then all you have to do is say, oh man, remember the whole Russia and Ukraine thing when we called for all the hackers to destabilize stuff over there? Well, they went ahead and they did it over here. And now we have huge grid outages. And now we can explain the $5 at the pump and the no food on the shelves and blah 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 you know like the bottom line is you don't have to call this a depopulation event you don't have to call this a destabilization event but if you're a well-researched person does none of this make you do a double take none of it at all that's what i'm curious about no i i, I totally agree with everything you're you're freaking saying dude everything it's it, this is all set up to do all of this to get us all crazy and then you you know it's like you know I, i'm a big fan of jordan peterson i love his i love everything he talks about 
you know, but he is with CAA, right? Which is, I'm sorry, super skeptical. It makes me skeptic. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It just is. Anybody on that level that works with that group, they have been, they because CIA basically started the Me Too movement. They used all their, all their actresses to cause this chaos. They even threw their own clients under the bus. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on with that. There's, you know, it's, and this is what we've been talking about forever. And I know I talked, we talked about two episodes ago, but man, it's all about this loose jacking shit. That is the currency. That is the data they want. The real data is all the loose jacking. So we have all of these like mis disinformation agendas and people. I mean, like if you take a look at like, there's this thing coming out about how there was this one talent agency where all these conservative stars came from and it was ran by an Israeli uh, pornographer. But there's hmm. so many more there. You're like, what is that? Why is that? Candace Owens is one of them. There's a couple other that that super queeny like uh, twink that's like walks around in furs that's like always going to all these cons- conservative- Milo Yiannopoulos? No, no, no. It's another guy, and I saw him down at the march, and he was like engaging with with uh, people walking around with flags, and I'm like, dude, that guy's super suspect. But he's like, looks like a fucking uh, a sissy twink. He looks like a sissy. Like you think that was a girl? I thought it was a girl forever until I found out it was a guy. But you see, and they're just pushing all the shit, so you don't know if it's coming or going. Get into that Sam Harris shit. He was out there pushing mm-hmm. a narrative, and when you do this, dude. You get rewarded really well with, with money, but you get rewarded with opportunity. You get pushed to the front of the narrative. And it's like, it's like. Well, that's what you think about Tulsi Gabbard because she was a CFR. And you won't let her. You won't let her live it down. Every time I bring her up, you're like uh, CFR. I mean, it is something. The I people know. I respect though are the ones that are at least willing to have a discussion about it. You know what I mean? Like, like you see, even Sam Harris has sat down with. Majid Nawaz, you know, who's pretty reasonable on the subject of, of... I think he's great. Yeah, and and, and he's, he's... not right on everything, No, but, but they've had a really good discussion, and it's kind of... Sam Harris even has tempered what he has to say about Islam a lot after those extended discussions with Yeah, I mean, Nawaz. well, now that now all this information's out, so, you know... Oh, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard, yeah. To, right, yeah. oh, I, I guess my whole thing that we weren't absolute the right ones and they were the bad guys, I guess... That's kind of wrong. And maybe we just discuss, hey, at least he, you're right, Johnny. At least he'll come to admit that he's wrong. Because well, the people on, that are, we're the real enemies that we're talking about are the, you'll never hear them do that kind of thing. Like, oh, you know, maybe well, they'll they engage. What's that? They don't, he's right. They don't engage. Like Tulsi Gabbard was also a young global leader of the World Economic Forum. Does that mean you can't trust her forever? No, I'd love to have a conversation with her. Actually, she's Hawaiian. I, you know, I, I was out doing a lot of filming in Hawaii, was about to have an interview with her a few years back. Um, same with like, you know, uh, Putin, Trudeau, how many people were young global leaders? It's incredible. Not just people that are in politics, but people that are, are sprinkled everywhere. Are all of them evil? I, I think that the conversation should be had, Uh, you know, to me, this is, this is my big point is I don't point out specific people's names to throw them under the bus because I don't think that 
I don't think we it, it's even efficient to attack individual people too much or to, or to focus at, on them at the expense of, fo- of focusing on like the philosophy. But like, you know, with Joe Rogan and the whole cancer, uh, cancel culture thing, you know, f- I heard even John Stewart on the left saying, you know what, like, I don't agree with Joe Rogan on everything, but you know, like he, you can engage with them. You can have, diff- you can have better conversations with him. It's the people that are like, you know, cancel them. I don't even want to talk about the subject matter. I don't want to tell you what, what offended me so badly. I just want you to cancel them. No conversations. This is end of story. It's that kind of extreme thinking that, that is in, in one or two generations removed with a little bit, you know, more intelligent brain hacking through social media. And you can turn these people in this country into the same kinds of extremists that you would have in uh, the Middle East. And the reason why I say that Harari saying that, you know, the reason why it's religion to blame for uh, Afghanistan being more violent than the Netherlands, to me, it's like, no, you can't just remove one factor and say all of this with all of its context is blamed on this one little thing. You have to take into consideration that there's been a lot of wars. There's a lot of unintended consequences of just the natural environments, the exploitation of the resources. There's a lot of reasons why those children are disenfranchised. They don't have the tech. They don't have the the first world um, privilege that we have. So you can't just say it's religion. So this is the difference is the fact that this, this is the way that you spin it. If I were to have this conversation with Harari, and if he is somebody who doesn't want to get into this debate, he'll do what politicians do. You ask him a question like, you know, how do you explain that there is no soul by, by saying that biology has found no evidence for it? That, that's making a huge leap of faith saying that biology is God and biology will have the answers. He would do this. He would deflect it into a different territory that he's more comfortable with arguing. So the fact that narrative really runs how people how people believe about these giant things, you can make hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people go to war because of story. They don't listen to fact. They don't listen to data. It's not what the algorithm spits out that like they're just like, oh, yeah, well, the algorithm algorithm said it's the narrative that spun by the media. So like the bottom line is what we're facing right now is a psychological event on planet Earth. It's a psychological event. And we we can point out specific people. Of course, we need to bring transparency to specific people. But none of that will matter at all if we don't wake up to how we're being played by social media and how we're being played by the algorithms. Because we're meant to be, you know, amazing people. I already mentioned his name, Jamie Wheel from the Flow Genome Project. He wrote Recapture the Rapture. When he talks about anything else, he's the smartest guy I've ever heard. When he talks about conspiracy, he's a kindergartner. He, he explains it all away with these little tiny, huge leaps of faith that are very simple. It's all apophenia. It's all people just putting patterns together in the wrong way. Yeah. So, so th- this is what we're dealing with is a psychological event on planet Earth. And people who are super intellectual that are driving this whole dataism kind of new religion, they think they're right because they've locked off their heart. And they're, they're only thinking from the intellect and calculating and risk management and risk assessing. We're not here to not die. 
right? We're not on planet Earth to risk ourselves, our lives out of trying things and out of, you know, uh, experimenting and stretching outside of our comfort zone. So this is, to me, the big danger. So can we say that all of this is Tulsi Gabbard's uh, fault because she she was a part of the Young Global Leaders of uh, World Economic Forum? You can't blame it all on her. So this is why it's it's very dangerous to point too many fingers out there. Really, we need to start pointing at ourselves and being like, we're not organized. We're not organizing at more. all. I couldn't agree more, man. It could not agree more. The other side, who whatever the other side is, that dark darkness that we were talking about at the beginning of the show, about how there's light and there's darkness, that darkness is well organized. And using Fed, centralized bank, funny monopoly money to completely manipulate this group of people to march in Michigan, let's say, for a no-fly zone. Where do you think a ton of the uh, soldiers that are going to be sent to go fight in Ukraine are from? Michigan, right? Poor, economically down. Like, that's where you get your soldiers from. And you think they're full-time protesters? Because you know they went to BLM protests. You know they're, yeah, that's, that's their main their thing. That's their job. Is that's how thing. they wake up in the morning and feel like they're making differences by doing stuff out there instead of looking at themselves, right? But they're all well funded the centralized bank was the most brilliant shit ever created it's so diabolical like i wish i could appreciate it if i didn't fucking hate it so much the ability <laughs> to create fake money and bribe everybody out with it whether it's their fucking consciousness their soul, their business, their house, their property, buying it with this fake funny money. And everybody holds up a dollar going, this is a dollar. It's worth a dollar. Well, what does that dollar mean? It used to be worth a fucking amount of work, a certain amount of work, right? A dollar. Here's your dollar. And for this many dollars, you will do this hour of work. Now you need 15 of them to get an hour of work at the most basic thing. Okay? You're, 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 you're fucking, your minimum wage used to be $5 because that was, that was what the work was worth. Because the dollar was worth more. Okay? You're not paying people more. You're just saying that they're, their, their worth is less. Their hour of work is work worth less. You're bribing everybody with it, man. And oh. so as we come to the end, dude, I want to ask you, ask you something. Do you believe that we are winning or are we losing? To the core of my being, I think that this is outside of any individual human or group's control, what's happening here. I think that it is much of the things that we fear that we've talked about are going to come to pass. They just are. And this is not me being prophetic. I'm just speaking from my most humble opinion. Uh, a lot of these things are going to come to pass. Smart cities will come to this country. Agenda 21 will roll out the same excuses um, you know, the, even real things like the climate are going to be 
weaponized and used. Anything that can be weaponized will be weaponized. Here's what I think is inevitable, though. Underneath that is right now we've been given the technology, even though we complain about having all this technology and how it's spying on us, we've been given the technology to get our ideas into a collective, you would say, cloud. But social media and social machines like Amazon, we can we can engage with them now and we have the technology to do this. I think what's inevitable is that the more obvious these um, these agendas become, the more inevitably people are going to see the writing on the wall. Like we, the, the average person a hundred years ago didn't have the wherewithal potentially. And, you know, I'm, I could be wrong on some of these people, but didn't have the wherewithal to really know what they would do with all this technology that we have today. And I think that like they wouldn't have understood foreign policy. They wouldn't have understood any of these things because they didn't have all the books in the world. We now have access to a lot, not all of it because Google loves shoving shit into dusty corners. But I think that a lot of these things that we worry about are coming to pass, but they're not coming to pass. I, I always say that, yes, there are conspirators in the world, but there's an underlying conspirator that connects all of humanity and this thing is not out of that conspirator's control. And we need to be faced with exactly what's happening right now, like COVID and freedoms, you know, mandates, taking away our freedoms. Why is that important? How can you be grateful for that? Well, you can be grateful because before COVID, millions of Americans had no reason to refine the philosophy of what freedom even means to them because it was never threatened. They, they had no idea what freedom was because it was never threatened. They were born into affluence and they had no reason to even know that it's any different than the air that they breathe. It's just a given. Why be grateful for it? It's just, it's always been here. It'll always be here. So everything that's coming to pass has a symbolic nuance inside of us. And that symbolic nuance is, I believe, a key that unlocks us to real deep potential that we have. When I was a conspiracy theorist pre 2020, a lot of I, even I was thinking like, yeah, you know, I'm not seeing enough evidence for it. So like, whatever, I'm just going to jam. I'm just going to keep being a musician and everything like that. And now a crisis happens. 2020 happens. That put everything that I'd ever researched into perspective and gave it a mission. Share it with the world. Wake the world up. Use all this training that you've been given to help people wake up quicker without the residue. They don't need to go through 12 years of being a conspiracy theorist. They're going to wake up to it in a year, but that means that's going to fucking shatter their psyche. And that needs to be integrated into a new them, a new psyche. And that is what I see is happening. So we, I think we're focusing a lot on things that are real, but our, my job isn't to deconstruct the World Economic Forum. Good luck with Ben Joseph Stewart doing that. What my job is, is to help other people organize and keep their center amidst the rapidly changing world, because we're going to go through more changes in this next 10 years. It's my full belief that we will see more change in the, in the next 10 years than our ancestors did in the past 100, 200, maybe 300 years. It's going to be incredible. People aren't going to know what to do with it. And 
And usually in the unknown, we become scared. We would prefer slavery in the known world than potential freedom in an unknown world. And so that's why people are becoming afraid of the rapid change that's happening. So my job is to help people become inspired because when you're in fear, all you're thinking of is fight, flee, or freeze. When you're inspired, all the nuances, like think of an MMA fighter, they could get knocked the fuck out and killed. So why does Rashad Evans and John bon- John Jones and um, Anderson Silva, why do they play in the ring? Because it's actually intelligent to play. It opens up. It confuses the other. It opens up more opportunities of what you can do. It's not just fear, fight or flight. So that's why I think I'm hopeful. I think that I wouldn't put it in terms of winning because we're also losing our innocence. We're losing a lot of what we were. We are, these things are going to come to pass. They're just not going to happen exactly the way we think they are or the way that Klaus Schwab thinks it will. I think it's going to come to pass and it's going to be nuanced. It's going to be a lot of slavery, just like there used to be a lot of slavery, some violence, just like there used to be violence. Uh, It's just going to change form and people are going to wake up. And now we're going to have the tools to wake up quicker. Um, That's why I think that we are winning and losing, I guess, to answer your question. And all that we're losing is what we're holding on to in the form of a world that made us feel that convenience is the only reason that we're here. I think the affluent world is going to get a fucking karate kick to the nuts here soon. I totally agree. Well said. Well said. Well said. Ben Joseph Stewart. Thank you so much, dude. This has been a great conversation. We could go on forever. Uh, One more time, tell our listeners where they can find you. BenJosephStewart.com. You can sign up to get my exclusive content, which is what I, you know, have to do behind the scenes there. You can see that there's a talk that I'll be giving at Gaia coming up here soon. Um, Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, go to Ben Joseph Stewart. If you sign up for the exclusive content, that's all the stuff that I can't say on YouTube, but also go to YouTube and find my waking infinity news. I do it every single Monday. I'm usually talking about world economic forum or technology or something that's going on in the world. And every Thursday I go live on YouTube at 4 PM or 5 PM Eastern time. Um, with a, a host of, you know, different thought leaders from around the world. That's the Ben Stewart podcast. So that's how you can find me. Uh, what's up with this Aubrey Marcus thing? Because he's huge into DMT. You, you've gone down that rabbit hole? Oh, yeah, dude. I made a film called DMT Quest. You can see it below there. That was shared out by Aubrey Rogan, Beckley Institute, Alex Gray, um, you know, a lot of really cool people. And that got Aubrey Marcus's attention. So Aubrey Marcus reached out to me and said, I'd like to do this film with you. I went into darkness for six days. I had these DMT explosions in the darkness that showed me things. And um, this was right after I did the DMT quest, which is all about endogenous DMT how we produce DMT in the brain. So I made this film um, with Aubrey and yeah, dude, it's uh, it's pretty deep. It's some of my best work. I did some of the animations on it, uh, worked with quite a few people and um, it's probably my best editing job I've ever done. So yeah, if you guys want to see yeah. that film, I think it's um, on aubreymarcus.com. You just have to throw in your email address. Yeah. Cause this is recent. This is after like his car accident, right? With his nose. 
Yeah, so this this came is out. He, we, is he okay? Yeah, he's the guy that created from. He created on it, right? Am yeah, I right? Am I wrong? Yeah, on it, yeah, yeah. on it Academy. Why well, yeah. his nose? And he got a huge car accident. Like, he, yeah, no, he up. he got in a real bad accident. Nearly ripped his nose off. Oh my um, god! But I mean, like you know, he he overcame it and he got right back on to doing his podcast and everything. And now he he did this film. It, literally you'll, so there's jamie wheel but you'll find out that uh he did this he went into the darkness uh, right before the lockdown started so when we, when he came out he started noticing that everybody was going into lockdown he locked himself down into the dark but everyone's kind of got pushed into that um and then we just screened this for the first time in austin it was november i think it was october or november so yeah this film is pretty recent all right, dude. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on, bro. You crushed it. This is a banger. Uh, ben, I appreciate you. I hope someday we can meet in person. Powwow, high five, look each other in the eye. You know? You're out in uh, L.A., right? Yeah, for now. For See, now. He might be able to be the one that convinced you to go to Burning Man. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. We'll see, dude. Everything is what it is. We'll see. I do Burning Man, but I'd have to be in an RV. I, I'd have to have a you place want to, rent to, an RV and go to there? get away from all the dirt. Be like, you can only come in this thing if you've showered. Yeah, yeah. That, that'd be Johnny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, Ben. Thanks for coming on. Uh, don't hang up. I want to talk to you after. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Guys. Tons of new dates up at samtribly.com. We're coming to Chicago. We're coming to uh, Corpus Christi. We're working on El Paso, Virginia, Baltimore. Come get weird, bro. Grab your tickets now. Love you guys. Thanks for the support. Hope you enjoyed all the shows this weekend, this week, because they were all bangers, man. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great week. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, tin foil hack.